What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director for New Visions Buchanan Campus. And today, our call to action from Mark comes from chapter 6, verses 14 through 29, and I'm going to read in the English Standard Version. It says this, King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said it is Elijah, and others said he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Whew, friends, <laughs> you have to be shaking your head um, like I am at this passage, my goodness. Well, let's let's get a little bit of context before we dive into our call to action um, from this very tragic tale. A little bit of context here is that we just came out of verses 7 through 13, which we're talking about how Jesus was um, calling and sending out the apostles to do these miraculous things. He gave them the power and the authority to cast out demons, to anoint with all those who were sick and to heal, all of these things. And so Jesus was um, known at this point far and wide. We know that earlier in his ministry, he tried to kind of keep things hush-hush, and he would even tell some of the people that he um, healed, you know, don't tell, but of course they did. Um, But at this point, Jesus is known, and people far and wide are talking about this miracle worker from Nazareth and his disciples. And so that's where we pick up in this verse 13, uh, 14. And it says, King Herod heard of it. Well, it's so interesting here to me because people, as they will, um, whenever they're talking about something, they start making assumptions and rumors and thinking about, well, you know, even though it's Jesus from Nazareth, they, they come up with all these other possibilities. Maybe it's John the Baptist raised from the dead. Maybe it's Elijah. Maybe it's a prophet. But it tells us that when Herod heard of it, he said, 
John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. Now, if we were watching a movie, like the music would change here and maybe we'd pan out and we're going to have a little bit of a flashback. What Mark's going to do here in this passage is now kind of flashback and remind us, tell us as readers what happened um, to John the Baptist at Herod's hands and, and because of Herod's words. So that's what we see here. And these verses are hard. This is history, friends. Like this is, um, this happened and it happened exactly the way that, that scripture tells us that it did. And so it's just so tragic. And there's so many things that I've really struggled to nail down the one thing that I felt like the Lord was was wanting me to share today. And so I believe it's this. Here's our call to action today. Scripture tells us, that we cannot, it, it, there's a verse that says, you know, can a man hold fire to his bosom and not be burned? Herod wanted to play with fire. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too. And we see that in these verses because Herod had already done what he wanted to do. He took his brother Philip's wife, knowing full well that that was not okay. And of course, then being upset that John had the audacity to call him out on it. But it's interesting because it was really Herodias that was furious. She's the one that held this grudge and wanted him put to death. But Herod hedged, Herod hedged. He didn't want to change his sin but he did want to be close to John. He kept John close. It says he kept him safe and that he actually feared John. He had a reverence and an awe for John. He knew, the word tells us, that John was righteous and holy. He was confused, it says perplexed. He was greatly perplexed by what John was saying, and yet he heard him gladly. But then verse 21, again, the music changes, but an opportunity came. And when that opportunity came, the enemy and the foothold that he already had in Herod's life flung the door wide open to sin, and it went came to a very disastrous end. So really, I, the call here today is for us to take a really hard look at whether or not we are trying to hold on to both what is holy and unholy in the same space. Friends, this so grieves the heart of God. This is not what we as Christ followers can do. And Herod thought he could, he wanted to, right? He did not repent of his sin. He would not change the things that he knew were wrong. And yet he had this strong desire to have proximity to these things that were righteous and holy. He, something about John just moved him. It confused him, but he was drawn to it. He saw his spirit resonated with the truth of John's words, and yet he refused to let it change him. He wanted to hold those, both things close. He wanted to keep his sin, and yet he wanted to be sort of holy, H-O-L-Y, holy, adjacent, right? proximity. He wanted proximity to these things, and yet he wanted to still hold on to his sin and to his ways. And it came to a very disastrous end. As scripture says, no, you cannot hold fire close to your chest and not get burned. And that's exactly what happens in verse 21. An opportunity came. He cherished this sin in his heart, even though he also in some way cherished John and was keeping him close at hand as well. But this opportunity came and the enemy always and ever lurking, jumps and seizes this opportunity when Herod, in a very 
terrible, unwise um, moment makes a very foolish vow. And it does say vow. It's interesting here that Mark emphasizes two different times that the king had said to Herodias's daughter, ask me whatever you want and I'm going to give it to you. And the second time he even calls it a vow. He said, and he vowed to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Now, you can um, consider the text for yourself. But when I look at that, I really don't think Herod had any idea that this daughter was going to ask for John the Baptist's head. I mean, if someone offered you half of their kingdom, um, I think I would take half. Yes, thank you. That sounds great, right? I mean, I don't. I really don't believe personally that he felt like he, it didn't even occur to him that this would be something that she might ask for. Um, but in this moment of foolishness, in this moment of revelry, it's his birthday. All the who's who's of Galilee are there. They're eating. They're drinking. They're having this entertainment. They're all very much feeling themselves during this celebration, and and now it gets away from him, right? The enemy seizes on this opportunity that came because Herod had held this sin in his heart. And so what happens? Herodias's daughter, instead of immediately saying, sure, I'll take half, she runs to her mother and says, mom, what in the world should I ask for? And Herodias has been waiting for this moment. She's been holding a grudge. That's what we see in verse 19. It says uh, Herodias had a grudge and wanted him put to death. Um, She's been waiting for this moment and she is not going to let it pass because she says, I want it and I want it now. And that's exactly what her daughter does. She says, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist. And, And the verses here tell us in verse 26 how exceedingly sorry Herod was. How grieved. I mean, exceedingly sorry. That's strong language. He was intensely grieved that this had happened. But there's the but. (laughs) But because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. Now, friends, he is the tetrarch of Galilee in this entire region. Um, He could obviously have had the authority to make a choice because he did it earlier as well, right? He had already seized John and could have killed him already and chose not to. So he does have a choice here, lest we give him a little bit too much credit that, oh, well, he's sorry and he's just stuck. (laughs) He was stuck, but at the same time, Herodias knew that, and that's why she demanded such immediate action. She knew that while he was in front of all these who-who, who's-who's, and this nobles and military commanders, that he was not going to allow himself to be embarrassed. He made the vow, and, and again, it wasn't something like whispered in a corner under his breath. No, this was a vow that was clearly made in front of the whole um, uh, audience of people that were there. And so, again, Herodias took advantage of that, um, I believe, through through the, the work of the enemy, obviously, to bring about John's death um, and in such a hideous and disrespectful way as well. But again, I think our call to action, friends, is that we cannot hold both that which is holy and that which is unholy in the same space. So my prayer, my conviction of my heart and, and my prayer for you as well is just that we will allow the Holy Spirit to reveal in us, that we will ask the Holy Spirit to reveal in us anywhere that we're harboring sin, where we're trying to ride both sides of the fence. We're trying to hold on to this thing that we really don't want to give up because we just like it. It just suits us. We want to have our cake and eat it too. Friends, we cannot. Scripture makes it so clear that we cannot 
birth or sin when conceived will give birth to death. And that's what we see in here, short of the grace of God and his mercy, which he offers freely to us if we will but repent. Sin will lead to death unless we repent and allow him to do the work that he desires to do. So friend, if you're trying to stay holy adjacent, if you're trying to stay in proximity to holiness and yet not allowing it to come in and actually transform your life, you are missing the abundance and freedom that Christ has for you. And I pray that today you'll have the courage to let the spirit reveal that and to do the hard work of surrender um, because he will bless you. He will meet you where you are and it will save you and those you love from a world of hurt. I will guarantee you that. Okay, friend, I am praying for you. I love you. And I believe that God has all good for you, for his glory and for your good. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.